Welcome to the Benches Cleared Podcast, where we cover the best rivalry in sports. I'm Tyler Coe, covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, who went an even 4-4 and last week. And I'm Jesse Gutierrez. I represent the side of the San Francisco Giants, who went uh, less impressive 1-6 last week. An abysmal... One and six, <laughs> knock themselves think, out of the I wild think, card race. I kind of really like the the ideal of less impressive. While I sit over here and lick my wounds and contemplate what I'm going to do with my life, why don't we talk about uh, the 500 Dodgers last week? That's the only that's the only thing I have on them. Okay, 500. I, just I let me have say, that one. Please just shut up. Just move on. Let me have that one. You're making it sound bad, and yeah, it was bad. But it it's is not bad. Nearly as that's bad. bad. Okay, that's it. That's it. Can we just we'll just end that there? It was bad. Um, you go. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have much more to say than that. Nothing gets me more angry than Yimmy Garcia, because every time Yimmy Garcia comes in, I always say, here comes the home run. And he didn't give up the home run this time. Instead, he gave up a balk to lose the game. <laughs> he, faked yeah, throw the ball. To, he faked to first with a guy on third. You don't do that. Who cares? That man at first does not matter. And it's not like you're going to try to go then to third and throw and try to get the guy at third going home. It was bad. That basically, that balk to lose that game encompasses the whole week. That's all I have to say. Because I'm fucking mad. I'm not happy. (laughs) So basically, uh, how I felt about this week was... Perfect. It's better for me to let it go now. I don't know. I don't know what else to do. I wish Can't everyone say. could see your face right now. Just <laughs> and how sad you are. It burned for me to say that. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it just hurts. It hurts in my soul. Everything. It's it sucks too because I, I said what what they needed to do to turn it around was the rookie starter stepping up because the offense has been has been doing a lot better. Beatty has really stepped it up, even though he got two losses. Offense hasn't done absolutely dog shit, and it's depressing, it sucks. They're always leaving runners on base, and it's just depressing. I mean, I'm completely out on the playoffs. I kept on saying, we're coming, we came too early, we're done. Let's... That is a little premature ejaculation <laughs> Premature joke for coming. I don't, and I'm sorry to keep doing these 13-year-old jokes, but they keep setting me up, I have to say it. Okay, what am I going to do? Not say it? Um, that just sounds like I'm being a bitch. That make you look like a bitch. Yeah. About these last two BD starts, too. I keep hearing everyone about how shitty BD is and how they need to DFA him. Um, first of all, he's a guy with options. So DFAing is absolutely stupid. But when it comes to looking at his actual numbers and if you're actually watching the games, I've not been talking BD up that much. He's been really struggling. But these last two starts, I gave up one one run at home to the Diamondbacks, ended up with the loss. And then yesterday, the Cardinals game, he had a little bit of a hiccup in the first inning, but he wasn't getting hit hard. It was just place balls. Shit happens. Gave up two runs. Same thing. Gave up another run in in the third. Place balls. Not really hit that hard. He's looking a lot better, a lot more confident. He's looking like he's not missing as many pitches. Obviously, a lot more room for improvement, but I'm actually really excited um, for his next start. Only reason he came out in the fourth inning is because there was no fucking offense, and his spot was up to bat the next inning. I mean, if they if it was an AL game, I guarantee you he would have won at least six. Quality start uh, against a really good Cardinals team. Season's over, but like I said a couple podcasts ago, Giants season can end today, and it's still a success because of where they were supposed to be. And it, it's true. It's still a success. The, the future is bright. Their pitching is great. Their farm system is doing really well. Did a full 360 from last year. 
It's going to be a great 2020-2021. Donovan Solano is the shit, hitting over 300, and they're sitting him for Dubon, who's just a prospect. They want to get a good look at him to see where they're going to do next season, and which is great. I mean, um, I'm really excited to see him, but... You know, obviously Donovan, Donovan Salado at the moment is better, but they're going to play Dubon because they have one eye towards 2020. I'm about to agree with you, which hurts. <laughs> I unfortunately agree with you. I think this season was a success for the Giants when they were projected to finish absolutely dead last. They're going to finish third in the division. I think they'll finish second. I don't know about that. I think but at, I least, at least third. No one saw the downfall of the Rockies, who were supposed to give the Dodgers no, a run, which no, is laughable. No. I mean, it was a general consensus that they were going to finish dead last. Finishing in the middle of the pack is, I would say, is a success for sure. Pull time for the Giants. We asked you guys what were your playoff hopes, where they were at at the moment. This was a couple days ago. 50% said gone. 30% said almost all the way gone. You felt like they could, they could maybe get back in if they had a run. And 13% said they're still in it, which I, I just, I'm just going to sort of disagree with you there. I'm... All the way gone. I mean, yeah, if they go on some kind of type of crazy run, they can maybe get in it, but they're gonna have to do better than their little July run they had right at the All Star break. You know, I don't see it happening. Um, I think it's just time to let go and be happy about what happened and be happy with the players we got out of it. Dickerson, Stremski. If you thought they still had a chance, you're a goddamn moron. <laughs> they would have to win twenty of Harsh the next words, my lady. Twenty of the next twenty-two. <laughs> And everyone else in front of them in the wild card has to well, lose if they 20 went 20, If they went 20 for 22, yeah, they would get it. But that's just not right. going to happen. They're well, playing. I know. That's yeah. why everyone else is a they can't. They can't hit at home. It is what it is. Poll time for the Dodgers. We asked, what does this little losing streak mean? 53% of you said absolutely nothing. 32% of you said, eh. It's an emoji. <laughs> well, you can't write it out on yeah. Twitter, so it's <laughs> you only you get a certain amount of words. You gave it a shoulder shrug. Yeah. 32% of you gave it a shoulder shrug, but you should start winning. And 15% said it means everything. I don't agree with the 15%. I mean, if you look at what happened in the beginning of the season when we lost six in a row, and then we went on a tear, you know, I think there is a little cause for concern this close to the playoffs, you definitely want to go in hot into October. We'll see what happens. I mean, after that little losing streak, we put up 16 runs last night. So we'll see what happens tonight. Hopefully, Gavin Lux. <laughs> so you, you found you found all your runs that you had for the uh, for the Diamondback series. They were just right, but I think but, you but found we're it. gonna but we're gonna pour it on again tonight. I feel like Gavin Lux is gonna be that spark plug that we need right now. That dude. Everyone, I mean, it's been so highly anticipated. I think that it's going to provide a lot of energy that the clubhouse needs right now. Poll time. When it comes to MVP voting, should it matter if the player is on a contending team? My answer is fuck no. You guys said 38% said yes and 62% said no. This question came up a lot, especially in like the 2013 um, MVP voting, why no one was voting for Goldschmidt over uh, Andrew McCutcheon. I am a huge Andrew McCutcheon fan. I love the dude. But he did not deserve that 2013 MVP. Goldschmidt had way better numbers, and everyone on MLB Network was talking about, you're not an MVP unless you lead your team into the playoffs. If you can't lead your team into the playoffs, how are you a most valuable player? That's putting such a one-dimensional look on baseball. Because no matter how good you are on offense, you have to have good pitching. 
You have to have a decent bullpen. No matter how good of a pitcher you are, you have to have some run support. This is not basketball where you play on both sides of the field and one player can really dictate the outcome of a game on a consistent base every single day. There has to be other people stepping up to win a championship. This is just strictly... number. Yeah, clubhouse could be important, so I, I can understand where that may come in if it's like really, really close, but it's, it's ridiculous. That, that's why Mike Trout should be winning AL MVP this year. Mike Trout kind of debunks this whole thing because every year we have to hear about Mike Trout. He's the perennial MVP. I mean, everyone expects Mike Trout to be the MVP every year. The Angels are terrible, and they're going to be terrible for probably a while. So why is it that everyone, it's still always, if your team's not in the playoffs, if you're not leading your team to the playoffs, you're out. But Mike Trout is always in the conversation. And I think Mike Trout should be. He's a generational player. But let's say you had someone like Cody Bellinger this year. He was on the Chicago White Sox. Does that really make a difference? Fuck no. I mean, he's on a terrible team, (laughs) and he's producing, and he's killing it. If anything, which that means more because you're yeah. not you're not having protection around you in the lineup, right? And also, I mean, think of how demoralizing it is to know by June that you're out of it, but you're still there playing and playing at a high level every day. I feel like that means more than anything. Completely agree. I mean, I, I'm not sure what what you mean by we have to hear about Mike Trout. I mean, we have to hear. I'm just saying, it we seems like to hear. it seems like this is a he's, conversation only he's for the, the shit. Nat- I, I'm not disagreeing. This is a conversation that's only for the National League because every year yeah, we know Mike Trout is in the MVP race and we know the Angels aren't contenders. And yet yeah. he's always in that he's conversation. Only, only, they've only been in the playoffs one year and they had the best record in baseball and their asses got swept by the Royals. That was 2014. Yeah. So. And that's what I'm saying is we're going to have to hear... Yeah, <clears throat> I stand by my statement. We are going to have to hear about Mike Trout. I don't know about have to. We, we, we're going to hear about him because he's great. And now a very special guest to talk some Dodger baseball with us. You've seen our Game to Game blogs on YouTube. Please welcome Dodgers Randy. <clears throat> so first of all, thanks for being on. We appreciate it. You know, the first thing that I kind of want to talk about, how Hunjin Ryu's season has gone. Do you think there's a cause for concern given the last three starts, giving up a total of 18 runs? in about 14 innings? Um, I think it kind of can go yes and no. I think a lot of it's going to depend on how the Dodgers use him moving forward. I think I read somewhere, like, this is the most innings he's thrown in a season since, like, 2013 or 2014. Yeah. He's always hurt. And luckily this year it hasn't been an extended amount of time. But... I don't, I don't know. He, obviously, a player's never going to claim that they're tired, fatigued, whatever. He says he feels fine. Obviously, there's something going on. Um, I just don't know if it's him being tired or if he's just kind of going through that time of the season. That I feel like every pitcher goes through at one point where they're just, whether they're not hitting their arm slot right when they're throwing it, they're not gripping, whatever it is that's not working in their favor seems to be happening with Ryu right now because I just you don't go from being as dominant as he was for as long as he was to all of a sudden just pretty much falling apart in a way that he has the last three starts. I honestly thought in Arizona I'm like there's no way this isn't happening again he's gonna be fine there's no way it happens three games in a row and then it does and you're kind of like okay what is going on um so I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. I want to see how he does his next outing. I would 
would like to see him maybe get a good 10 days off or so, skip a start, yeah. um, and go from there. But I'm, I'm hoping it's not because he's fired, because that's not going to change over the next two months that we need him. And I'm hoping it's just that he's going through his own personal slump right now, and that's kind of all it is, or we can hope. Uh, but I'm not worried yet. I won't be worried until we get closer to October. There's enough time to think of it. I, I agree, but I, I'm kind of coming from the same perspective as where, you know, we're going to in Arizona, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, here's a nice start, kind of get him back in the rhythm of things, and then it just went terribly wrong, and now I'm applying that same logic to the next start, but, you know, if the next start blows up in our face, I don't know what I'm going to think. I don't know what <laughs> what's going to have to be done if he what? gives up another seven seven runs and four innings. If, if I was in your guys' shoes, I would almost feel better that the Dodgers are kind of skidding a little bit because in baseball, no one continues to have such a good stretch for a long time. You're going to have your, your ups and downs, and it's better you do it now than freaking have an up and down, you know, in October. No, and I completely agree. I mean, if you look at uh, 2017, that's the best team I've ever seen in my lifetime. They go into September and they lose Yeah, and especially now with, like, Urias is making the start tonight. You know, now with September call-ups, it definitely gives us all that bullpen depth that we have can be applied to starter depth. So, I mean, we could go with a seven-man rotation if we wanted to and give Ryu those 10 days off, you know, if we really wanted to without really having to sacrifice, you know, quality. I mean, obviously, Ross Stripling isn't, Hunjin Ryu, but, you know, he can get us a quality start. Speaking of September call-ups, obviously last night was the the night we've all been waiting for, the big night, you know, that we've been waiting for for a long time. Um, I don't think Gavin Lux disappointed whatsoever, and in fact, I think he exceeded those lofty expectations. I know you were there last night. You know, what did you see from Gavin last night? Everyone's excited. And he didn't 
seem to show any, like, nervousness, anxiety. He just looked like he was ready. He's been here the whole time, and he fits right into place. Right where we need him to. <laughs> we need that right Yeah, now. absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, this is a conversation we've been having with a lot of people is, you know, is that spark that he is hopefully going to provide, is it going to be enough for him to maybe crack that playoff roster? I think he does. How far he goes into that roster, whether it's NLDS, NLCS, how far he goes, it kind of, I think it's all going to depend on how he performs. I get a little bit nervous over stuff like that. I know they did it with Seager when he came up in one of the 2016 or whatever. I think they called him up in September and then he was on the postseason roster. And I always worry about guys like that because my biggest thing is I'm worried there's too much pressure on him that a lot of the fan base is like, Gavin Lux is going to come, he's going to fix our problems, he's going to stop the losing skins, where... I think so too. And I think what kind of solidifies that as I was, we have the game here on mute and they're showing the pregame that they are definitively not calling up Kyle Garlick and they're not calling up Edwin Rios, which, you know, both those guys have performed pretty well when they have been up being role players. But I think they know that they have no shot of making the roster. They're great players, but we have, you know, 30, 32 guys that we're looking at that we need to give ample amount of time to see how they're going to perform down the stretch so we know who we're taking into October. So I think I think that kind of shows right there that, you know, they want to get all these guys there at bats and not, you know, I feel like a lot of years, especially when you're not doing well in division, you pretty much call up everyone on the 40-man roster just to give everyone a shot, just to see what they have. But I think this really kind of solidifies that Lux certainly has a chance. And then, you know, now with David Freeze coming back and Verdugo coming back, you know, there's even a question of does Matt Beatty make the playoff roster? And, you know, and and that's kind of a hard one for me because I love Matt Beatty. I think he's been great this year, but I just don't see where he's going to fit. Let me ask you, how many pitchers do you take? I, I always say 12. I never want 13. However, I feel like I was going to say, I feel like 13 may be the better option just because I I don't know. I mean, I think there's some guys that shouldn't be on there. Like Yimmy Garcia. I haven't liked him all year, (laughs) all last year, you know, but those guys, whether I like it or not, they're going to make the postseason roster. So, 
there, in my mind, there's absolutely no way Garcia makes the postseason. Uh, I hope to God. <laughs> I just think we have too much. Looking at what we put, what I put together last night, I don't even know who may be making the postseason roster. I agree. The only reason I say that is because he just hasn't had any consistency since being called up. Whereas Tony Gonsolin has been nailed almost every outing you put him in, whether yeah. he had the bullpen starting. Uh, and I could only come up with 10 pitchers that I was okay with being on. I know that's not going to happen. They need right, to of course. But that was the only way I could fit in all of our starters who are obviously going to get a spot as well as Baby and Lugs. Yeah. So someone's going to have to go at that point. However, the one thing that I do think about when it comes to the 25-man roster and the Dodgers pitching is you have about seven guys who were starters and who are going to be on your as your pitching. So in my mind, it's the problem is that they're so analytics matchup based. If they weren't with that like that, you could possibly roll with a couple less pitchers because essentially you could throw in two pitchers and that could be your entire game because they have so many starters that'll be on the bullpen or the postseason roster. So. I don't know. I really hope Beatty makes it. Uh, I think he's earned a spot. It's just it's really tough with the lineup as deep as ours is. Uh, our roster, it's, it's, it's hard because I just don't know if there's anyone who doesn't deserve to be there. The thing about them being so analytic-based, you kind of want to flip that on its head and be like, maybe we need 15 pitchers <laughs> if we're only going to throw someone <clears throat> for it. You know, for maybe yeah. one batter, two batters. You know, it's it kind of makes it seem like maybe we need a surplus of pitching. But I agree. If you take away Tony Gonsolin's first start, I mean, he's been lights out ever since. And I was there for uh, the last game I went to. He was taking batting practice. He can rake. I mean, he can smash Does the he? ball. Oh, he rakes. He's a hitter? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm, That's always nice. I think in college yeah, oh, wow. and I'm I'm going to the game early tomorrow for batting practice, so I'm hoping he's taking some BP because he can put him in the seats like nobody the cat else. Guy? Oh, freaking weirdo. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I mean, that guy just based on looking at him, you know, you can tell Tony Gonsolin's like a little guy. He's not that big a guy. He looks I don't know, he looks funny to me. He looks kind of like the pirate. Uh, like the Buccaneers logo, almost, to me. <laughs> but, I think he's handsome. <laughs> I think he's a great guy. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. I think I only saw the tail end of this. I think we started following you on Twitter right after the end of this, uh, the Russell Martin walk-off. Did something happen with someone calling you out about your laptop? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> someone posted a picture. They had no idea I was in the picture. He actually came up and warned me afterwards. Exactly. Um, and so they just they they wanted to use it as a reason to go at me, I guess, and that's what happened. Was but now it's just kind of become this entire running joke. Or if anyone now, like my friends, will like it. Now it's just become a joke where random people on Twitter they'll see a picture of me and I'm in my 
I used to see my laptop or my iPad. They'll just like jokingly make fun of me, like, "Oh, just take their laptop to a game." I think that also speaks to like, because I've I mean, I've been going to games all my life, and I've I mean, in my adult life, obviously, I didn't have a phone when I was a child. But like now, I mean, I have my phone, and I think it speaks to kind of the idea that women don't know anything about baseball and. I've never been called out about having my phone out, you know, ever. No, it, 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 that's what a lot of people said. Like, if this was a dude, nobody would saying anything. Because, I mean, you're looking up stuff. I mean, especially when you're, like, a, a, a baseball nerd, you know what I mean? Like, when something comes up, you're like, oh, I wonder what, where did this, where did this guy come from? And who did he trade for? And what was, what's his, what's going on with him lately? Like, you, you want to know that kind of stuff. So it's just. It's just ridiculous, and I thought that was... Uh... That's also very bizarre, because the last game I was at, I'm sitting in the Loge section, and I saw two people with laptops, and the first thing that came to me were, okay, they're working. They're at a ball game, but, you know, they have work, they're getting it done, <laughs> but they want to do it at the ballpark. Big deal. What do I care? I mean, I run a website... And so there's only so much I can do on a cell phone. It gets a little complicated when you're trying to, like, configure and readjust things on a website. It's easier for me to just have my laptop. And I have, uh, sometimes I have my laptop, my laptop, my iPad, and my phone all open. One's on Twitter, one's on my website, one's researching. And it's just easier. I stand the entire game. So that way I'm at, a, like, a table where I can watch. And, and I can just do what I need to do, and it's so much easier than trying to sit and do everything on a phone. Let's talk a little bit about your vlogs. How long have you been doing your vlogs for? That actually started last year in spring training, just on a total whim. I've always hated videos. I don't, I don't like my voice in videos. Nobody ever likes to see themselves. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Sure You're not I'm wrong. Still very much that dish. I'm still very much that way, and that's why I don't edit them. They're all raw. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I'm. I'm not perfect, so any mistake, you're going to see it on there because I'm not going to take the time to edit it. And it just, I just kind of ran with it, and I never, I kind of expected it to keep going. I didn't expect it to get to this level. And so now I feel like there's people that rely on it. I had to cut a few of them back uh, because I got so busy. I already had people jumping off me and like, where are your videos? Why aren't you doing them? And it's like... I love it, and I love that everybody likes them so much. I just never expected it to kind of go the way that it did, to blow definitely. up as quickly as it did. Well, it's, a, it's a definitely a cool watch. I mean, if even if you're not a Dodger fan, if you're just a fan of baseball, go on YouTube and look at her her stuff. It's Dodgers at YouTube.com slash Dodgers Randy. And, uh, yeah, we, we thank you so much for coming on and uh, giving us your time. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, you as well. Thank you so much, Randy. Thank you very much, and uh, go Rockies, huh? Go Dodgers. Yeah, sure. <laughs> go Dodgers. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Now for the Giants September call-ups, they called – I'm not going to talk about, you know, who has been up and down the Andrew Suarez's of the world. It, you know, you should know them by now, but I'm going to talk about the true September call-ups. Tyler Rogers, at seven years in the minor league, should have been called up a couple years ago for how good he is in that bullpen – Really submarine uh, right-hander, produces a lot of ground balls. Mauricio Dubon, who's supposed to be the future, you know, either takeover for Crawford or Crawford's uh, double playmate. Nice contact hitter, doesn't hit for a lot of power, but should be a nice one or two in the lineup. The future, really excited about. Um, Chris Shaw, who's a nice left-handed power bat. I don't expect him to see much time unless Dickerson and Yaz go down with an injury for some reason, but... 
he started the year in Double A after making his um, major league debut last year, and he had to work all, his way all the way up because they wanted to cut his strikeout rate um, down. He did it, produced in Double A, produced in, in Triple A, which technically I want to say Double A is more impressive now because Double A doesn't use those juice balls. Juice balls. Really excited about those those guys getting called up. The Triple A affiliate of the Giants uh, did go to the playoffs, so after their their playoffs, I do expect a couple more. Um, Guys to come up, Melvin Adon and Jalen Davis, who's a power-hitting right-hander, which, again, I'm not sure exactly how much playing time he's going to get, but he's extremely exciting. We got him in, in the Dyson trade and mashing in, in AA and AAA, and like we said, AA is a little bit more impressive. And uh, Melvin Adon is potentially the closer of the future, a guy who throws over 100 miles an hour, has some nasty breaking shit, so... Really excited to see those guys and, and, and to see, you know, how they handle the big leagues and stuff. My, my favorite of it is probably going to be Tyler Rogers because I, I do follow minor league, minor league players and I've been following him for a couple of years wondering when he was going to get his call up. So it's really nice to see him producing really well um, for the little time he has been here. And uh, yeah, just really excited to, to, to see him throw. So speaking of those juiced balls, I have a stat for you now that the AAA season has concluded. With this year being the first year that AAA is using the Major League Baseball, listen to these home run differentials. 2018, a total of 3,652 home runs were hit. In 2019, 5,749 <laughs> home runs were hit. That is 2,000 more home runs in one season. And Please, not, not to mention, minor league seasons are a whole month shorter. Yeah. Please try and defend Major League Baseball saying the balls aren't juiced. <laughs> send me send me some kind of scientific evidence. Yeah. Listen, last time, me. don't at me. We want you to at us this yeah, time. You and won't. Fuck the Giants just lost. They sure did. Zero, because they're terrible. One, they couldn't zero. even score one run. That's that's fucking absolute and and, and I and I'm so glad if we would have talked before this game started, I would have been like, oh, they're gonna score five runs today. Because for some reason, when the Giants face like a super dominant pitcher at the time. They'll score like Nola. They beat the shit out of Nola. But in that same series, you have freaking um, Drew Smiley, who has like an 8 ERA, and he throws 8 shutout innings again. Like, that's the kind of shit that I'm talking about, right? They can't hit off of shitty pitchers, but for some reason, like, if a Max Scherzer's on the mound, they get like 4 or 5 runs. So yeah, they can't beat I'm glad I wasn't on the record. So I, I can just say that. I mean, I was just thinking about saying that. Yeah, and I, I, juice balls is a huge reason. Obviously... I think it's also a lot of people are also talking about the the maple bats are allowed to use now how hard those things are not to mention everyone's into launch angle and now in today in in today's game no one gives a fuck if you strike out 200 times if you're hitting 20 if you're hitting 30 bombs they don't care if you're striking striking out 200 times so it's like no one's thinking okay two strike have a two strike approach they're like no I'm going to get three really good swings in and try to put one in the seats and so I think that that has to do with it, but obviously, I mean, you see the out in front homers, you see the one-handed homers, the one-legged homers. I mean, it is what it is. And now, but also, it's shit's not going to change. They're not going to go back to the other ball. Pitchers are just going to have to adjust. It's going to go back to being coveted to be a sinker ball to, to, to get for ground balls, and that's just the way it is. So for this coming week during the Dodgers' homestand, we have the Rockies and the Giants. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Yesterday, the Dodgers won against the Rockies, so that's already one win on the board. Um, so we have two more against the Rockies, and then we have three against the Giants. You know, I'm hoping for a bounce-back week. I'm hoping for two sweeps. You know, now it's more important than ever. The Astros have been playing really well. 
The Yankees are playing really well. We're behind as far as the best record in Major League Baseball goes. So I'm not looking to keep pace. I'm looking to bunny hop one of those. Um, so I'm hoping for I'm hoping for a double sweep here, and I think it's uh, definitely possible. Okay. Well, I'll bet on. Do you want to do a bet? I mean, for the we series? bet. We bet last week. We didn't. Yes, Both, we did. You don't remember the bets canceling out? Do you not listen to? The podcast. Uh, I do. After you I do cl- it, I clearly listen better than you do. No, you said you you take my bet and then I took your bet, so it canceled out. So obviously you don't. You only listen when you talk. That kind of hurts yeah, my feelings. Absolutely. That kind of hurts. Me. I only listen you know, to things. I that try are, to. I, I only listen to things that are <laughs> worth listening you're to. Say some shit. I try to act all tough all the time, but I got feelings. Yeah. Well, and you hurt. That's Damn dumb. near every one of them. Yeah, well, that's I don't, dumb. That's I got not rid, dumb. I got rid of those a long time ago. <laughs> all right. Well, then what, what do you want to do? Chipotle. Okay. Okay, so either you're coming next week with Chipotle or, or I'm coming with Chipotle next week. Yeah. Okay. And it's whoever wins the series. The series. Okay. Okay. Well, deal. you're kind of you kind of fucked up there because my boy La Mesadora is coming back to Dodger Stadium. La, Mes- <clears throat> La Mesa who? A literal who? La, La Mesadora is the thing that Johnny Cueto... It's Johnny Cueto's wind-up, bitch. Don't care. La Mesadora. Fuck off. Johnny Cueto's pitching this weekend? You're damn right. Oh, He's- my God. Oh my god. I cannot wait to see him get taken I hope, deep. And I'm four I'm actually times. I'm actually going to the game on Saturday. So uh, I'll be in the left field pavilion, probably getting yelled at by that guy that with the, the, the boo yay, that guy always seems to fucking get me. So um, I'll be catching a uh, a, a Yaz home run. Doubt it. Um, Johnny Cueto's gonna go because of Tommy Johnny's probably only gonna go like maybe six innings. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm gonna say six innings, three hit ball. Shut out innings. Johnny Cueto, really excited. But to, to speak about more of the outlook, we have the rest of this card series. So we get a we get a bum start, we get a web start in the cards, and then in Dodgers we get Shark, Beatty, and Cueto. And usually I'd be really bummed on 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 Beatty um, before because you know how how he's not locating. But his last two starts are extremely encouraging. Um, Beatty pitch has pitched really well against the Dodgers in the past. Is where he got his first win from. So Shark has been extremely good this year especially lately so except his last start had a little bit of a hiccup but i'm still looking forward to this series i feel like i'm confident we can win two out of three i think we're gonna see some i think cueto's been fucking hungry if you're following him on instagram posting all of this shit mm. he's hungry he's gonna eat the mesador is gonna fucking hypnotize y'all motherfuckers strike all out it is what it is Boom! To it, that's going to be our championship. Yeah, the, was, <laughs> that's that's what we have to look for. I was for. just so waiting for that's the, what I'm going to have. One. I was waiting for the we're coming, but it's nice to know that I won't have to hear that yeah. for the rest of the season. Yeah, so. we yeah we came. So, yeah. I, but you know what is coming is some fucking Chipotle to my front door next week. Yeah, so man. I'm really excited about that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to this podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and rate this podcast to help us grow. And this podcast has been brought to you by appetite clothing check them out on instagram for all your baseball wear needs this podcast was also brought to you by renovation candle company renovation candle company makes vegan candles and cosmetics new fall line is available now go check it out at renovationcandlecompany.com a big thank you to dodgers randy for being on the podcast today make sure you check out her youtube channel at youtube slash dodgers randy also if you if you have Twitter, be following her on Twitter. She's a good follow. She's Dodger underscore Randy. Uh, make sure to be following us on Twitter. Bench is cleared. P. Interact in our polls and uh, send us your trash talk to be featured on this podcast. And uh, 
We'll see you guys next week.